for what was a very deep, moving, and powerful episode that stays with you. Episode 5 of Apple TV's For All Mankind, the fourth season is now out. And I'm talking about here in Brazil, but first. Let us begin. Cheers, everybody. Welcome to Bruce Stilled. I'm your host, Brandon, and for this episode of Bruce Stilled, I'll be recapping Episode 5 of For All Mankind from Apple TV, the fourth season from Apple TV. For Episode 5, it was moving, really deep, and powerful, and it stays with you long after the credits roll. Personally, from my standpoint, after watching this episode, it is by far one of the most powerful episodes I've seen in this entire series, and I'll recap it here in just a few moments. But first, though, what beer am I pairing for this episode of Brazil and for episode 5 of Apple TV's For All Mankind, the fourth season? Well, that beer comes to us from Belgium, and it's also brewed by monks. That beer is called Trappicites Rochefort 8, which is a deep golden brown Belgian Trappist ale with red highlights of color. The aroma features fresh fruit, spice, leather, figs, and a hint of smokiness. For flavor, it comes with the very complex flavors of date, caramel, brown sugar notes, accompanied by spicy coriander, a nutty yeast, and some herbal hoppiness. It's also unique because it can be aged for up to five years, and a bottle just as long as it's properly stored. It's perfect for all year round, but I would definitely enjoy this beer more in the autumn or winter months. The ABV is 9.2%, and it comes in an 11.2 ounce bottle. And that beer is called Trappicites Rochefort 8, a Belgian Trappist Ale out of Belgium. Now, I love this beer because you can have this beer personally all year round, but it also fits the outer space mentality because I would definitely say, if there's ever beer in outer space someday, I will definitely say it'd be barrel-aged beers, but also Belgian beer like this could easily go up there as well, given its aging process, and not give you age for up to five years. The coloring and the flavors also blend well for outer space, and I could definitely see a nice place in space for a Belgian-style beer. Okay, so let's recap episode 5 of Apple TV's For All Mankind, the fourth season. If you've not seen the show and you want to watch the show, do not proceed forward because there will be spoilers. Ready? Well, here we go. Before I begin this episode recap of For All Mankind, episode 5 from the fourth season, I had to say this episode was very moving and also very wrecking at the same time. It was really driven by emotion and also drama and also could be one of the most dramatic and by far one of the most powerful episodes of the entire series and probably the most powerful one we'll see in season 4. It was that powerful, and also, it was just, I mean, I can't believe how, just how, just how moving it was. I mean, what a powerful episode. A powerful storyline, and also a very powerful ending. And also, I do wonder, what's next for season four and for the entire series? Because this episode was by far a game changer, and also had revelations for long lingering mystery about Danny and what happened to him on Mars. So, it was a doozy. And also one that stays with you long after the credits roll. So, let's get into it. Episode five of For All Mankind, the fourth season from Apple TV starts off with a major discovery in outer space. This is an asteroid that's codenamed Goldilocks. This asteroid is by far very critical as it's going to enter Mars orbit. It contains iridium and lots of it. So much iridium that can also change the economy of the entire planet Earth while also starting a new age in technology development. But also this asteroid does contain the geopolitics that exists in Happy Valley and also on planet Earth. All the Mars seven nations want a piece of this because they want to divide it up equally in order to make sure they also get an equal part of the asteroid to drive their nation's economies. But also the Russians are also very much interested as well as they're also a member of the Mars Charter and also to control the world's supply of iridium. And the Russians are also very particular about this as well because they want, as it appears, more control of this asteroid. This triggers a major geopolitical crisis and 
Eli over at NASA is caught in the middle once again. For this major discovery on this asteroid, there are tensions between the Soviets and also the United States. It gets worse when President Al Gore makes a comment by saying he discovered the asteroid in a press conference. This pisses off the Soviet Union, and quite understandably so, because in this timeline, President Gore did not discover this asteroid. It was discovered by astronomers at NASA, and also is also equally shared by all the members of the Mars 7 Charter. Because of this, Irina has a call with Eli over at NASA. Irina wants more control of this asteroid for the Soviets and for their economy. She doesn't trust the United States given the recent comments by President Al Gore, and Eli tries to calm the situation but also gets nowhere. Furthermore, Eli faces tensions with the White House as well, as they're not helping the situation at all. As a result of this, Eli agrees to a summit in the Soviet Union with the Soviets and the other Mars 7 nations on how they're going to divide up this asteroid and the radium that it does contain. But also in Happy Valley, it triggers a major nexus effect because all the workers on Helios want to get assigned to mining on this asteroid, and Sam is also one of them. Although Miles does not appear to be interested in going as an asteroid as well, as he has his own operation with that black market with Alaya. For this asteroid, it really does show the geopolitical effects in outer space and on Mars, and also back on Earth. All these nations who are part of the Mars Charter want a piece of this asteroid that's also now codenamed Goldilocks. But also Helios plays a strong role in that as well, and I'll get to that later in the recap. Also, back in Happy Valley, we go to a major scene in Happy Valley, back from Season 3, or actually post-Season 3 actually, which shows what happened between the events of Season 3 and Season 4. We see what happened between the astronauts who were stranded on Happy Valley as part of the original Mars colony, after Kelly got sent back to planet Earth to have her baby. We see food rationing, and also very, at first, there was a very energetic vibe on Happy Valley, but also one that shows a lot of despair due to starvation, food rationing, and also the isolation on Mars. This really does show what happened to her beloved astronauts and her beloved cosmonauts when they're stranded in Happy Valley, awaiting a rescue from NASA and also Helios. Here's what stands out though. Danny from Season 3 was sent to exile in that North Korean spacecraft due to all the problems they caused. Because of this, Danielle, the mission commander on Mars, has to go there every now and then to drop off food to Danny and also keep him company. But also, we see Danny is also very much in despair. He asked Danielle eventually to come back to the spacecraft at Happy Valley. She says no by saying it's not possible given the tension he caused back at Happy Valley, the original Mars colony. She then gives him a Bible and hands it to him in silence. And we also see that Danny is very much in despair and also living off rationed food, similar to the other crew members back at Happy Valley. But also I do wonder, was Danny getting more food from Danielle? Was Danielle sacrificing her own rations to support Danny back at that North Korean spacecraft? I definitely do believe so because it was a very somber, very dismal moment when Danielle is preparing Danny's food to take back to him back when he was in exile in a North Korean spacecraft. It was a very sad scene to watch and also very somber as well and also a prime example of just how powerful this episode was. I mean, it was hard to watch at times because we saw the sadness in Danielle's eyes and also the despair in Danny's eyes as well when he was in exile. And Danielle, even though Danny did a lot of shitty things back in season 3, Danielle was trying to help him at the same time by showing empathy and also concern for his own safety, but also knew that him coming back to join the crew was not an option. There is something definitely very unique about this because it shows a complicated relationship in my view between Danny and Danielle. I definitely do see some mystery behind this and also it appears that also food is also an issue as well as they're also rationing on Mars and I do wonder was Daniel giving Danny extra food to help him out or maybe it just seemed that way? I definitely do believe that was the case as Daniel probably felt guilt for having Danny out by himself in a North Korean space capsule in exile. For the story arc involving Dev, Elaine, and Kelly back at Helios, the discovery 
discovery of this major asteroid called Goldilocks causes a major chain of events over Helios. Because of this, Dev wants to go on Mars to play a more hands-on role at Mars at Helios given discovery of this asteroid and he wants Kelly to go with him to join him on Mars. But also Kelly has a home life now, she has a son back on Earth, and she lives with her mother-in-law as well. For Kelly going to Mars is not an option at the moment because of her life on Earth. But he later also tries to convince Kelly to go to Mars as well by saying it's a major opportunity in her career and also wants a lifetime event as well. But as for Elena, she gets assigned to also a very special duty at Helios by being placed in charge of government affairs to participate in a very special assignment to negotiate on behalf of Helios for the participation on the discovery of the asteroid known as Goldilocks and over Helios to participate in the discovery of the Iridium. At first Elena doesn't want to do it, but also she knows she has to do it as well for Helios and also for her own career. However though for Elena, a major surprise will come in the next episode and I have a theory on that which I'll get to later. Eventually, Kelly does. For Dev, we do learn more about Dev's backstory in this episode. He goes to what appears to be a non-profit at an undisclosed location and visits a woman who turns out to be his own mother. We see Dev's mother for the very first time in this episode. We knew about Dev's father and his very tragic backstory, but Dev talking to his mother in this episode shows more about Dev's backstory. It's a very contentious relationship and also her encounters also very tense. Dev tells his own mother he's going to Mars and he's also not coming back. Now I do wonder about this. Does Dev intend to live the rest of his life on Mars and never to go back to Earth? I don't see that as realistic because leaving Earth to go to Mars forever doesn't seem like a good idea for his company and for his role at Helios, but right now it does appear that it's also Dev's desire. As for Kelly, eventually Kelly finds out a way to get to Mars by taking her son with her. She doesn't want to leave her son behind on Earth, but after talking to people and talking to Dev in a very emotional scene as well, that Kelly does not see the tears in Dev's eyes as Dev does appear to be guilty about his talk with his mother. But going back to Kelly, she now knows she can take her son to Mars after talking to the right people by saying that it's safe for him to go to Mars and also by saying it's also healthier for her son to be in outer space. A very unique development in the storyline for season 4. A lot of this is also driven by the fact that Kelly watched a video of Karen before she had her first son back in season 3. It's a very moving video and showing Karen coming back like a ghost to Kelly in his video message, although this was recorded back in the events of season 3, but also does have a very profound effect on Kelly as well, and I also do believe this is the inspiration for why Kelly is taking her son to Mars and away from Earth. It's also very moving, seeing Karen back in the series like in a very angelic image, and also very powerful as well, and showing further powerful developments in the season 4 storyline. There's a lot of emotions in the scene, and also a very profound effect on Kelly, and now why she's now taking her son to Mars for a new adventure and for a whole new life entirely. For Miles back on Mars, we do see Miles back at the speakeasy, seeing Sam and a new guy talk with one another, and Elia also does not like this new guy as well, and I do wonder, does Sam have a boyfriend back on Mars now, and is Miles also jealous? Because he looks over at Sam with his new guy, and appears that Miles is also jealous, although he's also worked with Elia in the black market, making sales and making money. But also Miles does remind Elia, Lee is asking Miles to get his wife on Mars from North Korea. Elia tells Miles that it's not a possibility that he cannot make that 
happen. Miles tells Eliah they gotta tell Lee eventually, and Eliah tells Miles that now is not the time to do that, as there's also time and place to do that, but not the current moment. Although Miles does not agree. I'm also starting to wonder right now, who is Eliah's connection to make this happen? Could it be possible that Eliah has connections to the KGB and Russian intelligence services? That there's a possibility because, in order to get Lee's wife out of North Korea, it takes a special circumstances and a special operation to make that happen. And all that I can think of right now is one organization who could do that, and that is KGB. So does Elia have KGB ties? I do see that as a possibility. We don't know right now, but there's anybody Elia that does have some very deep ties and very good connections in order to get Lee's wife out of North Korea, even though right now he does not want to do so. But going back to Miles, he's doing quite well by mining rocks on Mars, sending them back to Earth for his ex-wife to sell as he now bought their first house. Miles see this in a video. She's showing them their new house that they bought with the rocks he has been sending to them from Mars back to Earth. Showing that Miles is finding a way to take care of his family even though it's not through Helios, but also Elia eventually finds out about Miles' operation by seeing a newspaper ad in a very random encounter, and Elia is definitely not happy about this because he now knows that Miles is making money, but also not through the black market. I definitely do believe that Elia is going to get really resentful about this and very angry because in the episode he does talk to Miles very briefly by giving his money and makes a very unique comment about that and by saying is enough money. Miles believes it is as he doesn't count it. Still though, what if Elia actually underpaid Miles and Miles finds out later? I definitely do see Miles and Elia clashing over Miles' own venture by getting his rocks on Mars to sell back on Earth. The thing is, will they team up or will Elia sabotage Miles? I definitely do believe that Miles' own scheme, him lying on his resume, all these things he's doing on Mars will probably come back to haunt him, I definitely do believe it is indeed inevitable in some way, and maybe Elia will be the guy that makes it happen. Later in the episode, we get another flashback on the days of Happy Valley between the events of Season 3 and Season 4. Danielle's preparing more food for Danny to take back to him on his ex on Mars. She tells Ed there is no more she can take to him, and she's gonna make that known to Danny. Ed then tells Danielle he'll go with her. However, they're in for a major tragic surprise. They arrive to Danny, and they see Danny sitting far away. They see him sitting there, and they don't know what's going on. They try to radio into Danny to communicate with him, and as they get closer, Danny is just sitting there, and discover a very tragic finding, as Danny is found dead, his eyes wide open, staring into space at nothing. We don't know how Danny died, because he's just sitting there deceased. And also a very tragic scene to watch, and a very hard scene to watch. I mean, this episode is very powerful, and this is part of the reason why it's so powerful, and also the ending, which I'll discuss in just a few minutes. But seeing Danny passed away on Mars was really heart-wrenching to watch. I mean, yeah, he did some bad things, but he didn't deserve that. I think it was a combination of a lot of things that caused him to die. We don't know if he committed suicide or died through starvation. That cause is not revealed, but Danielle and Ed are quite shocked by this finding. So we do get some partial closure on Danny's death on Mars and what exactly happened, but also we just don't know how exactly how he died. But also, here's one thing we do know. That moment led to the tension between Danielle and Ed. Or maybe that tension is always there, and it was building and building over the years, because... For Ed and Danielle, there is tension between Ed and Danielle in this episode in Happy Valley, given events from the aftermath of episode 4, when Sevlana was sent back to Earth, and Ed is very resentful about this. They clash on Mars constantly on the Mars base, known as Happy Valley, and Danielle eventually confronts Ed, and Ed also is very defiant. There's also a moment in the episode where we're doing a training exercise, in where Ed's co-pilot notices Ed's hand shaking on the controls, causing Ed to halt the operation. This is also Ed's own illness he's also hiding from Danielle and also from Helios, and his co-worker on Mars does discover it. Eventually
eventually his co-worker, and reluctantly so, goes to Danielle and reports Ed and his hidden medical illness. At first, Danielle is kind of skeptical, but also knows that Ed is indeed hiding something with his hand. She observes Ed on Mars, looking for signs of evidence of this illness, and eventually, towards the end of the episode, Ed finds Danielle waiting for him in his own quarters. He's confused and wonders why she's there, as he is no doubt getting a surprise visit from Danielle and also a major announcement. Danielle confronts Ed about his illness and tells him she knows about it and says it's also a major risk for him on Mars. She relieves him of his flight duties. Ed protests this and wonders what she's going to do. He then brings up Danny and his death by making a remark about him being sent to a North Korean spacecraft in exile. This ignites Danielle and she cusses out Ed on the spot by dropping an F-bomb right towards Ed. She then fires Ed on the spot as executive officer of Happy Valley. Ed is flat out stunned and also devastated. He tells Danielle not to do that and also tells her not to do something she'll regret. She then replies with a major revelation by saying she's had several regrets over the years, but she knows that firing Ed as XO of Happy Valley will not be one of them. She then leaves Ed behind in his room to contemplate his own future, and that is how the episode ends. So about this episode, it was very moving, really powerful, and also by far one of the most powerful episodes of the entire series, and could be the most powerful one in the entire season. I mean, that ending was wild. I never saw that coming, with Ed and Danielle coming to blows like that, but we all know, after thinking about it, it was years in the making. I mean, Ed and Danielle had a very unique dynamic. Were they ever really friends? I don't think so. I just think that Danielle always got fed up with Ed over the years, and she was fed up with his actions, his own ego, his narcissism, and Dawes' own sense of self. He just had his own god complex, and we all saw that in the series, and Molly Cobb was the same way. For Danielle, she's the exact opposite. She's more level-headed, more mature, and also more of a leader than Ed. I mean, Ed was kind of an asshole in this season, and of course Ed will always be in this season. The question is, what's next for Ed in Happy Valley now that he's been relieved of his duties? Will he stay on Mars? I definitely think so, but what will he do on Mars now that he's no longer the XO of Happy Valley? I think it's definitely going to have a very negative effect on Ed, and also, I cannot wait to see what happens in the storyline for Season 4. I mean, what an ending. I mean, wow. I mean, it was just amazing, also well written, and also very dramatic storytelling. But also, the story does continue for Season 4, and the question is, what is next for Ed and for Danielle? And also, how will Kelly's arrival in Happy Valley impact that as well? Because I definitely do believe this can have some kind of an impact. And also, Dev is coming to Mars as well. How will that impact the entire dynamics on Mars between Ed and Danielle? I can't wait to see what happens in Episode 6. But now here are my questions and observations from Episode 5. My first one is, will Margo and Elena reunite at that summit in Leningrad for Episode 6? I definitely do believe so because Elena is going to go to the Soviet Union, and that's where Margo is. And Margo's now working for Russ Cosmos, and also providing Russ Cosmos valuable work on the asteroid discovery, and Elena's going to be going there to negotiate on behalf of Helios at this Mars summit in Russia. I definitely do believe that it's inevitable that Elena and Margo cross paths. I mean, it's inevitable. Elena's going to find out some way that Margo survived the attack on NASA and said defected to the Soviet Union. How will Elena take that? She definitely won't take it very well, actually. So I definitely do wonder, how will they reunite in the next episode? I definitely do believe that's going to happen. I can't see Elena going to Russia and not seeing Margo and find out about her status on her defector status in Russia inside the Soviet Union. I definitely do believe that Elena and Margo will find one another in the next episode. The question is, how will that encounter go? For my next question, that is, will Miles get trouble from Elia for his Mars rock expedition by sending rocks back to Mars to be made into jewelry? Elena knows about it now. He's clearly not happy. The question is, what does he do about it? Does he work with Miles, or probably try to get Miles in trouble? But also, Miles has something on Elia as well with that black market. So, the 
the dynamic between Miles and Elia is going to be explored in the next episode, or probably even the future episodes in Season 4, because I definitely do see it as inevitable with Elia and Miles clashing over Miles' own operation, but getting rocks on Mars. Elia will probably want to get some money out of it, and also can't wait to see what happens between those two as their business partners, at least for now, because I definitely do believe Elia is going to be resentful and envious of Miles' own operation, because Miles is making more money than Elia from these rocks. There's also Dev. How will Dev's arrival on Mars affect the dynamics in Happy Valley, and will Dev get in the way, or play a more behind-the-scenes role? Seeing Dev on Mars, I never saw that coming. I mean, Dev was on outer space, but definitely not on the moon, at least we know of, but he's going to be going on Mars. How will Dev affect the dynamics on Happy Valley, and also will it become a problem, or also an asset? I think it's become more of a problem, actually, because Dev, based on how we know him, definitely has a very big ego. He's kind of like Ed in some way, but just not as bad. He's more calming, more reserved, but also, he can be paying the asset sometimes. So seeing Dev on Mars running things to Happy Valley will become a very unique dynamic in the storyline for Season 4. Personally, I can't wait to see it happens because seeing Dev in outer space is by far a major revelation and Kelly coming with him as well to bring her son is a very unique storyline and I do see Dev probably finding out what happened to Ed on Happy Valley. Can Dev help Ed? I don't know, but Dev going on to Mars will become a major development in the storyline and also open up a very nice story arc in Season 4. Now for Ed, what's next for Ed after this episode? How will he coexist on Mars and also will be his new role on Mars because I can't see Ed transition to something else other than XO. I mean, his ego is way too big for that. So what's next for Ed and also for Danielle? That there's a very unique story arc I want to watch for the rest of the season because this could be Ed's final season. I mean, he's older, he has medical issues and also has a pot farm on Mars which may not be legal. I mean, Ed has been up some really crazy stuff in this season and now he's in a whole new world and a whole new state of mind. His story in this series has been one of the most fascinating ones to watch. I mean, he went to the moon, he got to Mars, left NASA to join Helios, became Exo in Happy Valley, and now he's a nobody. I mean, I hate to sound harsh about this, but Ed, he had it coming. I mean, when you watch this series from beginning to the right now, I mean, Ed was always a very egocentric jackass. I mean, I definitely do believe he was a good leader through seasons 1, 2, and 3, but for season 4, those leadership abilities faded away. And I think Ed is just a guy lost in time. He doesn't know when to move on, and someone has to tell him to move on, and that was Danielle. Danielle knew Ed had to move on, and she made that happen, but also, Danielle also had resentment towards Ed, as she couldn't stand Ed. I mean, watching him throughout seasons 1, 2, and 3, and now season 4, yeah, they had the high Bob, very friendly dynamic, but deep down inside, Danielle just couldn't stand Ed, and she knew Ed had to go, because Ed, he was making some bad decisions, and also him hiding his medical illness on Mars is also very dangerous from a safety standpoint. So I think Danielle did the right thing, and also probably saved the lives of a lot of people by relieving Ed of his duties on Happy Valley. The question is, what's next for Ed, and also for Danielle, who will she find as next XO? So those are my questions during this episode, as by far, as by far the most powerful episode so far, and one that really stays with you long after credits roll. I mean, it was really heart-wrenching to watch at times, because knowing about Danny and how he died on Mars, even though we don't know exact cause of it, it was definitely very tragic to watch. Still though, is Daniel partially responsible for Danny's death? I think that there's a loose end and needs to be explored in this season because Daniel has some guilt over this and I do wonder, is there more to Danny's death than meets the eye? I think that story isn't over yet with Danny's death. I think more is coming, I just don't know what it is. But also another thing we saw in this episode was the end of the Ed era in this series. No doubt Ed will continue to be in this season, but also it'll be a very different Ed and a whole new role. I can't wait to see how the writers explore that in season 4, but also 
I think this is also Ed's final season in For All Mankind. I don't see Ed continuing to season 5. So we'll see what happens in episode 6 of season 4 of For All Mankind from Apple TV. But for now though, that is where I'll leave it. And that should do for me this episode of Brewer Stilled. Please do tell your friends and family about this podcast. And please rate this podcast on your Zard Podcast directory as feedback is always appreciated. Also check out this podcast over on Instagram at Brewer Podcast over on Instagram. Please stay tuned for coverage of the 2023 NFL season, more recaps of season 4 for all mankind from Apple TV, guest interviews, craft beer content, and other topics of interest. Please do enjoy some good beer, bourbon, whiskey, and it's month of December. I'm your host Brandon, thank you for joining me, and I'll see you next time. And until then, be brewed, and be the silt, folks. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>